Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. It's an all-new episode today with a really special interview. Um, I'm very excited to be able to uh, present today's conversation. Uh, a lot of people will know my guest as Liam Carps or Liam Carps One. He is a uh, professional basketball player turned full-time digital creator and comedian. Uh, he's amassed millions of followers for what he does. If you live in Germany, you've definitely seen this man's face and you know his characters and you'll love him he's a funny guy he was very open and patient and uh he was kind enough to spend about an hour with me today so that's enough for me enough rambling let's get into the show this is liam carpenter really a pleasure to to meet you and I, I appreciate your time I mean I can't ima imagine uh, how, how busy you must be these days <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it varies but uh, recently yeah it's uh, been a bit hectic but honestly no no worries um uh, it's really nice to meet you I've, I've seen your videos pop up sometimes on my feed so That's it's cool, nice to man. kind of yeah nice to kind of just chat because we both do the same same thing so nice to just kind of dive into it a bit i've been on this kick recently of trying to kind of basically you know meet in some capacity a lot of the other creators who are in our in our world like just foreigners in germany with their own take on the culture or the language or whatever and i i've I met um a couple of creators already like Brittany elaine and this this other girl hannah teslin and then mm -hmm. I wanted to, and then I really wanted to get to know you. And I, I, I guess you know Uyen, also the the Vietnamese uh, creator. Yes. Yep. And I've, I've been trying to figure out something with her too. But I think that's so cool that now, like, we're in kind of this interesting age where you can have all these different people living in a, a country that's you know foreign from the one they were born in, and how Germany has like such a boundless, plentiful amount of things to make fun of. <laughs> It's just endless content. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. So, like some you... days I feel like, sorry, I was just going to say no. some days I feel like, you know, you've covered everything. And then the next day, like five to 10 different things just pop into your head. It's just, yeah, it's kind of endless content. Dude, I feel like uh, maybe you feel this way too. That sometimes, you know, you have this pressure of, of the consistency of the, of the yeah. uh, releases. And I, I get to this um, like barrel dry feeling where I know I have to at some in some way make something for you know same day release or the next day, and I have nothing, and then it'll be such an uh, uh, unconscious task of you know recycling the bottles or going to the to the Reve or some some grocery store, and then you just see just one little small thing. And you go, oh, that's so German. Oh, thank God. Now I have it. Okay, now I have it. <laughs> yes, it's literally the small the small things really like kick the inspiration, I feel like. Because, you know, there's obviously the main topics, but you can only cover those so many times, I feel like, until it kind of gets a bit old. So you really have to kind of look for these little differences. Um, and I feel like they're the, the big the game changers. Yeah, the little things. Yeah. When you um, so you you live in Frankfurt, is that right? No. Oh, I, you don't I just, live there. Okay. I just made memes about it. <laughs> Dude, I was so I was like, he's got this crystal clear lens on Frankfurt behavior. He must live there. <laughs> no, that is just for the memes. 
that's, are you in a major city or are you in a, in a village somewhere? Uh, it's a very small village, uh, but the region it's in Baden-Württemberg. Okay. So I'm actually two, a couple hours from Munich. I'm a couple hours away. Oh, crazy. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I've uh, that's interesting meeting different um, creators who have different perspectives on Germany, and it's 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 interesting who ends up being in um, like major cities and who ends up being in villages and how that I think changes sometimes what their criticisms or what their you know feelings are. Did you have a, a stronger pressure living there to learn the German language to a higher standard of fluency? Yeah, I feel like in the bigger cities, it's kind of, you know, especially like Berlin, it's very English speaking, I would say. I don't think you'd need much German in Berlin unless you did a, a job which requires it. But a lot of people I know in Berlin, they don't even need the language. Like they don't even need to speak German to get by. Um, but in the smaller cities, I think it's, it's, it's a lot rarer, I think, for everyone to kind of have a very good, uh, yeah, maybe level of English. Um, maybe especially with the older generations. So mm -hmm. I just, yeah, it probably helps in the, the smaller cities to get a, get a decent level anyway. What's your feeling about that regarding someone moving to a foreign country and, um, you know, maybe not pursuing learning the language at all? Like if someone goes to Berlin and says, well, why would I try? I don't have to. What's your feeling about that? Uh, it's tough because in the beginning, I kind of I kind of had the same mindset, but only because my job didn't require it. I was a professional basketball player playing in a team with pretty much most mainly Americans. And the coach wasn't German, so we were just speaking English the whole time. So I, I kind of get it if you don't need it day to day with the job. But now I kind of I'm of the feeling that you should make the effort. I feel like I because I I appreciate it if I see people trying to speak it. Um, I just feel for both sides, it's kind of like a nice thing, you know. Maybe you know Germans will offer to speak English anyway, but you know, the effort is there. And uh, yeah, I feel like there should be some kind of effort. Yeah. Have you had to pr pass a certain um, test level like B1 or C1 for your visa or anything like that? A B so I officially have B1. Yeah. Me too, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> B1 and done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. That, I mean, and I, I want to get into that too, but you know, you were a professional basketball player. I mean, that's, you don't get to meet a lot of professional basketball players. And it's, it's also really interesting learning about, because everybody who has a, a phone these days knows you as the, you know, in Germany, we don't say, or, you know, the, the comedian. And, how is that for you now if you reflect on what your career was like even three years ago compared Dang. to where it is now and how you how you make your money and, and what your um, wh where your time is spent? Could you have imagined or how does it feel for you? Is it weird? Very, very strange. Because um, before I started doing all the videos, I'm, I'm like a very reserved person. I probably come across way different in the videos than I actually am in real life. I'm like, I'm quite a shy, reserved person. And it was a lot of shock for other people when they saw I was just doing comedy videos. Like, because at home, when I'm comfortable, I am very goofy. I, I am a very silly person. But it takes me a while to kind of warm up to people and to kind of show my kind of humor and stuff. So it was a big shock for a lot of people when I, like my friends and family, when I started doing these videos. 
Um, but I've always kind of had this, I don't know, this weird sense of humor and I could just, you know, make the videos alone. No one was kind of watching me and I could just post it. So it was kind of like a, a nice way to show it without kind of embarrassing myself yeah. in the process. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what? it's it's been a crazy transition from the jobs. Yeah. One thing I noticed that's interesting too is you, um, I don't know if it's a, a girlfriend or a partner, but you, you've uh, been including, you know, a female in your videos for, for a while now. Um, is like when I, when I talked with Laura, we, we kind of agreed on this particular thing of like her and I both feel this uh, urge to make our content completely alone. And I mm. think the, the, the reason that we kind of, concluded was like we can't be as ridiculous or as as goofy or as like you know failing a few th different ideas before one sticks in front of someone else we have to be right. totally free do you do you not have that problem when you when you work with her or is that you know how is that working with someone else in your videos yeah so i mean with my wife in the beginning it probably it was like this um i because i would have these weird crazy ideas and maybe sometimes she didn't feel that comfortable with them uh, or she kind of didn't see where this was leading to. So in the beginning, I really tried to do as much as possible by myself. Um, but then gradually she kind of joined in with some of the ideas that she felt comfortable with. And then she kind of saw that people were, just enjoyed it, you know, with the kind of this dynamic, such um, like the British-German combo. And yeah, we just kind of kept building the trust in, with, in each other with the videos because it was very new to both of us. So we just kind of learned by doing and now she's she's quite comfortable, I would say. Uh, <laughs> she gets it now. Yeah, yeah no, she gets it. She's like, I guess it's I guess you're doing something with this. All right. <laughs> yeah. Germans love like an undeniable, you know, like a, a truth that can't be suggested. It's like, okay. It you're getting money. You can see the the follower <laughs> count. Okay, okay, it's 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 real. Yeah, this is legit. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Um, did you um do you remember the, what like the first video was? Because I I read you know some some previous interviews that you had done and saw that you had um you know you'd tried some different content before. Same on my end. I think for a lot of creators, you try a few things uh, that you know just didn't stick. Do you, do you remember what the first video was that you did in this lane that you thought, oh shit, like this is working? Yeah, the first video I did about, you know, the topic of Germany, it performed quite well, I would say. I mean, I think after a week it had over 100,000 views. And for like at the time I was just like, wow. Okay, so I think this is a huge thing. The first video just it kind of did well and I just got hooked straight away I think if I didn't have that I don't know how keen I would have been to pursue it mm -hmm. um so yeah I think that was huge that the, the first video did, did quite well how long do you think it took for you to come to the realization that maybe this is more than just a fun thing but actually a career option for you I I definitely felt like after the first few weeks that it could develop into something bigger and then i would say after two three months it was something like okay i could actually see myself doing this for a long time um i was still doing it next to basketball uh and then after eight nine months i decided to just quit quit basketball and just pursue it full time 
because uh, I I kind of wasn't giving hundred percent uh, into the content. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I just yeah, I just wanted to give everything I had to making the best quality possible. Uh, and yeah, now is, it, is that about the same time that you started investing more in the in the equipment, like the better cameras and the lights and soft boxes and. Yeah, the the first thing I did was upgrade my phone. I wanted a a better camera. <laughs> I think I think I saw the video where you kind of I think you did like an announcement video. Oh, yeah, you I, had like a better. It was like a higher quality. I was like, oh, that's a fun way to do that. <laughs> I was like high quality memes incoming or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, that's cool. Uh, oh, well, let's let's you know let's back up a bit. Like, um, you know, so where where were you born? Yes, so I was born in the UK uh, near London. Mm-hmm. Um, the area is called Kent. Um, yeah, southeast England, and I've lived there. I lived there till I was eighteen. That's when I moved to Germany. And you came to Germany at eighteen because of pursuing basketball, or yeah? Yep, that was my first job in Munich. That's Munich, actually. Yeah. yeah. What What was your first impression as as like such a young person? In a, in a foreign country, what was your first impressions of, of Germany as a as a teenager? I, don't, I feel like the biggest shock was me for was just living in a bigger city. I'd always lived in like these small these small towns. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing was just, yeah, dealing with the big city life. Uh, you know, some things were stand out, stand out, like trying to go to the shop on Sunday. <laughs> that was still <laughs> like my friends pranked me. Because I lived with two German guys, and I was like, "I'm going to go to the shop," and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you go." And then they literally they they watched me from the window, like the walk of shame back to the apartment. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> and you were already like you know logging things for the future content already. Yes, I was just building up like this quiet guy, just like it's like a uh, the villain story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that's 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 cool. And uh, now, you know, now that you've changed completely into um, you know digital creation, is there a part of you somewhere in your heart that still kind of mourns the loss of basketball being a big part of your life, or are you happy to have let it go? It had its time. Uh, a part of me does. I I really try not to think too much about it because you know this kind of keeps me busy all the time. Like with basketball, it was like I could train and then I can relax. But with this, it's like my thoughts just go, keep going nonstop, nonstop. It's like, what can I do next? What can I do next? So mm-hmm. I don't really think about it too much because um, I, I always wanted to reach a really high level with basketball. And now when I didn't, it was kind of, kind of all my training the whole life. It kind of felt like it didn't amount to what I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of at peace with I'm doing something that kind of fulfills me more. It reaches so many more people. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy with how it's gone. Yeah. I can really relate to that feeling. I actually just had a conversation with somebody a few days ago because I mean, in the same way that you were with basketball, uh, I was that way with pursuing a music career. Okay. And I've, you know, and I've had, I've had the pleasure of, of doing projects on a bigger scale that I've had so much fun doing. And, and, you know, like I would love to do more things like for, for TV or film or whatever. And I still do that. I still have like my foot in that door, but you know, my dream since I was like a little teenager was, um, you know, like 
maybe not being something like, uh, you know, queen, not like a major life-changing figure icon, but like I wanted to be a traveling, touring, you know, comfortable musician, be able to make a, a living from it. And yeah, of course, have the have the success and, you know, notoriety for it. And I was always chasing that. And I was releasing albums and, and like touring a lot. And I had I had managers and I was doing this whole thing. And then in, there was a wave of it even when I moved to Germany where I started to see a glimpse of, of that reality like coming true. There was like two years where the, the audience grew and there was like online sales and the streams were good and I was playing these big festivals. And that was like just touching it. And then like the year before the pandemic started, um, I had a big falling out with this manager and then my booking agent retired and dropped all of his artists because he said he just didn't feel happy doing it anymore. So wow. I was like two big players in the in the game. Then I had a record that was um, planned to release and it released during the pandemic. I couldn't push it any further back. So there was no touring, no, pr no promotion. Okay. Everything that was used for videos, I mean... I don't want to go on and on, but it's just like everything was coming out of pocket and there was no reward. And then all of a sudden this momentum I had just stopped. And then I, I was there like, and I feel like a lot of people probably had a big career shift in the pandemic as well. But I was at this point where I, I kind of, like you said, the, I felt like all the work and money and time that I was putting into trying to make this, like really make this career happen was kind of just falling flat. And I was letting myself be naive or be blind to it you know right. and I, I, I remember saying a few years ago to, to a friend at a bar I was like I really don't want to be that guy who's like late 40s at a at a bar you know with a black t-shirt and an earring and just talking about how we almost made it you know I just yeah. didn't want to be the guy who like only resented it yeah and now, and now I feel so lucky because um you know, pandemic came around and, you know, I, I was always a comedy fan. I, I always like to think of myself as like the funny guy in the friend group. And, and yeah, I just started, you know, making these videos and it wasn't as instant, um, of a success as yours, which that's, I, I, that's so cool how that, how that clicked. I, I had to try a few different things and I was doing like only language based stuff for a while. And then it went into only like in the last year, did I start doing this like German character Yes, and and I think in your case as well, it was just like the, the, such an uh, an overwhelming response to that as opposed to what I was doing as myself, right? Um, and then like it, it was such an instant career shift, and I think it was kind of similar for you. Like you, you noticed the numbers instantly, the organic growth, the followers. You're looking at your analytics. You're like, holy shit! How did that? <laughs> you know, you see the 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 wave go up. And then like following it full time, even through to today, you know, getting the chance to talk to someone like you, I, I don't really think I took the time to sit and think about, well, I guess I'm not pursuing music anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It so, happens so strange, like so fast. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I just feel, feel like, you know, I just kind of ride with the, the wave, you know, I, I try not to think what if, you know, with the mm. the basketball with your, the music in your case, I just I think everything happens for a reason. And yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm definitely not complaining. I'm very. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think we're both very happy <laughs> yes. right now. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just interesting. Um, um, how, so okay, so if you if you want to talk about it, how how long did you live in Germany before you met your now wife, and and how was that? You know, where did you guys meet, and you know, how was that? How did that relationship start? 
So I met my wife in second year. I was in Germany. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was it was very quick, and uh, we met kind of online through dating apps, mm-hmm. and we just kind of connected that way, and then we started seeing each other, and things just moved very quickly. Um, I'm a kind of like all in person, so I just you know devoted everything to her. So. We move things very quickly. We, the Germans are efficient. The Germans are very yeah. efficient. <laughs> we got married a year and a half after uh, seeing each other. Wow, that's great. Yes, so we've been married nearly six years. Man, congratulations. Yes. That's that's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank and, you. Like the area that you guys are living in now, do you see that as like a forever home or do you have dreams of, of building something else in a different town or staying in Germany? Um, we've definitely thought about moving to a bigger city, um, just because a bit more going on. I think inspiration wise, I would kind of like to see a change, mm-hmm. um, just to experience something else. Um, but we are, we are quite happy in this small, small town that there's like no distractions. So we just, we just crack on with work. Basically <laughs> we just get on with it. And do you imagine if you did move, you would want to stay in Germany, I imagine, or no? Yeah, it would be, at least for the next five, five, six, seven years, yeah. Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, okay, so you were doing basketball, you moved to Germany, you, you, you met your wife within a year, a year and a half later <laughs> married, living in together. So what, outside of this, this, fast-paced German life that you're living right now with your, your, you know, your content, being your full-time job and being connected to the culture so much. What things are you finding outside of that? Because it's very easy, I feel that in, in my case, to um, use the, the, the career because it's a fun thing to do. Being your own boss, making videos is fun. It's very easy to make that replace not only your career but also your hobbies and other interests it becomes kind of everything do you do you have that experience or what are what are other things that you're finding that are fun for you outside of that world um that's a good point actually i mean i don't have too many other hobbies one of my big hobbies is you know hiking and that just kind of mixes into the content a little bit (laughs) so that's kind of like a win-win uh my other hobby outside, I'm a little bit of a gamer. I game a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, okay. I haven't found a way to mix that into the content yet. <laughs> Me either. I'm sure there will be a way. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're at a place now. You could definitely start a Twitch stream and you could have 500k jump on no problem. I, think. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe in a couple of years. I'll, I'll be the first one. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on for sure. I uh, have to be in character though. I have to be. Oh yeah, you have to be in character, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What uh if you don't mind me asking, what what kind of what's your favorite couple of games these days that you're into the most? Uh, I don't know if this is a sh- like embarrassing to say, but it's Fortnite is probably Dude, <laughs> one of my main ones. It, it's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> you know what you know what it is? It's the only way I kind of connect with my family back home because my family's also quite in this gaming gaming thing, so that's just how we communicate. Like we'll just hop on late night. We'll just play a couple of games and we'll chat. And that's that's how we stay in touch. We don't like Zoom or anything because we found it a little bit awkward in it the is. beginning. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So now we just do it through gaming. We do, that's how we stay in touch. And Fortnite is the is the main game. 
Yeah. Dude, I had a I had a, a few months like that in the pandemic with a few buddies back home in the States and it was uh, Rocket League, I think was the big binding yeah. <laughs> game. Yes. And then there was a while there with the online um, connectivity for Mario Kart 8 through the Switch was yes. pretty cool. And then it, it had some patch issues pretty quickly. It was back to Rocket League, but that, that was like five months where you know, a few, a couple of nights a week, I was calling like this. We had a Discord with like eight or nine guys, different states. And it was like, who wants to hop on, and play some Rocket League? You know, that is cool. <laughs> that is cool. It's like That's, the best way to just kind of stay in touch, have a bit of fun. Yeah, dude, I I, I can completely relate to that. And I, I think it's also people maybe don't um, appreciate how with gaming, it's so good at keeping you 100% in the moment. So you, you can kind of let go of any of the other things you might be stressing about. It's very therapeutic yes. in the way that like, it's meditative, you're, you're really present. You yeah, know? that is true. That is very true. I honestly forget everything that's going on when I, yeah. When I game. Yeah, that is, that is very true, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to say, uh, Okay, so we have these 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 things outside of, of work that you're you're enjoying as an immigrant still because we you know this is artsy fartsy immigrants and I think it's it's easy for probably someone in your position to to sometimes forget that because um, you're you know you're blending in and so in touch with the culture and the language. Do you still find after all these years um, a couple of regular obstacles that you face? Uh, it could be anything related to culture, society, language, um, ho homesickness. What are any obstacles that, you know, regularly at some point in the night, looking at the blank screen after the game ends, that you think, man, I wish that hadn't happened today? Or, uh, you know, do you have any problems like that still? I wouldn't say on a day-to-day -day basis. I would say probably the main things that stick out is the paperwork really still gets to me. Like... <sighs> trying to just i don't know understand it all and just keep on track of everything just so that i don't get you know behind on it that's probably one of the things that, that annoys me the most but sometimes even even the language still like i because i never really learned it properly i had this very strange way i was just like learning through apps and books i never had a teacher or something so i don't know even sometimes you know when we're sitting with like a group of friends maybe and we're talking for a couple of hours there'll be just be points where i feel a little bit out of touch like or not into the conversation that much and that kind of gets to me a little bit that i'm not fully there like fully fluent and mm -hmm. yeah that is something i would really like to uh do in the next couple of years just really crack on with the language are you actively you know, taking any on like doing any apps or online courses or anything? I honestly, I just learn by doing really right it's now. The best way. That's the yeah. best way. I, I like watching TV shows, uh, just picking things up along the way. Um, I do need to speak it more with my wife because we always speak English. And Dude, but that's it's so hard to switch with a partner it, that you met. It really it, is. It's, it's impossible. Is. She hates him more than I do. Sure, yeah, because yeah. she she doesn't she's not talking to you. She's talking to like this slower, yes. you know, version, and it's complicated. Yep. It's so complicated. I feel like so yeah. many friends and family of the German partner don't give enough mercy or slack to them because it's. I mean, and it works for any culture in any language. If you meet someone in a language and you make this 
con- like conversational bond where like you yeah. know that you know each other's rhythms you can't just switch it's like okay let's do sign language now it's like i can't it doesn't work that way and if it does it's forced and it's hard i don't know i've i've found it before um and maybe this is uh too silly but i found um when that problem comes up of like needing to switch into german with someone you've spoken english with since you met them um i found sometimes it's easier if you say okay let's do let's do a german lunch and so you know there's a time limit. It's not like, let's just talk all day in German. But you say, oh, yeah. let's do this lunch in German. And what I like to do is my favorite thing to really nerd out and talk about besides video games is movies. Because I went to film school and I'm really like, I pr- try to, in in a sense, pride myself on kind of being up to date on, on movies and directors and writers. So if I say, let's have a German lunch, today's topic is, um, you know, we just watched, I don't know, we just rewatched Spielberg's The Terminal you know it's tom hanks <laughs> it's like let's talk about the terminal and they have a lunch and you you can talk about the acting and the directing and and oh this was kind of a weird scene or just having like a topic so there's no like how like how was the weather or like how was your day today yep you know no like dallying like spinning the wheels i don't know maybe that's helpful <laughs> no no that that's a good point just kind of setting like these yeah these activities or uh, like a time period that you do I feel like what's helped is, you know, I'll ask my wife, you know, help with the videos. You know, if I need this this line in German or this part is in German, you know, she always proof, proofreads everything and she checks oh, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of learn a lot through this way as well. Is she the source where you get most of your, um, your funny German phrases that you implement into the videos or do you get those from other friends or online? A few of them, a few of them. I think the ones in the beginning, I got most of them online mm-hmm. um, just by researching. And then a lot of them now are just through messages, through comments. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. my wife. Um, but yeah, the, the, the community just just keeps piling the the ideas on dude let like me non-stop let's talk about that because you know, being in the same in, the, in that same industry more or less, it's like, I, what were you most surprised about regarding your German audience? Like, uh, you answer that first, and then I'll, I'll, I'll have a, an idea of my own. But what was your, what were you most surprised about starting this content out? You know, did you have expectations of what your German audience might respond to this like, or was was there anything where you're like, I didn't, oh, I didn't think they would do that. You know, positive or negative. I, honestly, when I first started doing it, I didn't expect it to like. I didn't. Ex- I never expected a negative reaction just because there was never any negative intent, you know? So I just never expected it. And there was probably a few negative comments, but honestly, mostly it's just always positive, always positive reaction. Like it's either they're giving, you know, advice or, you know, they're like, yeah, that's very accurate. Like it's, it's never, I, I don't really see any negative comments or feedback. Um, so yeah, but as I said, there's never any negative intent. So right, that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I think I was I was really surprised at how how much of a sense of humor Germans can actually have about themselves. Yes, I mean yes. the stereo. This I mean we you know we both know this like the stereotypes that we we mock or, or you know make satire of are of course exaggerated, and I mean obviously if we didn't like it here. Well, we wouldn't spend so much time trying to 
<laughs> you know, live it's, here and make and learn the language and like make a life here. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I th- it's right that it comes from it doesn't come from negative intent, and I think that definitely comes off uh, in all of our you know creators that I that I that I watch. You know. Um, yeah. But I was so surprised at their at their sense of humor and like you were saying, giving the ideas to like seeing a video and saying. You know, maybe they um, say, oh, that's so funny that, you know, that's, oh, that's very Bavarian to, to say it like that. You know, maybe in Hamburg, we might say it like this instead and have, you're like, oh, I could actually do another video. Exactly. About that, you know. Yeah, there's just so many, like, yeah, the different regions, like, it's just endless possibilities. But it's Dude. amazing that everyone just kind of chips in. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they just kind of want you to maybe try something out or, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's really cool. Have you ever sent out like a like a polling request on Instagram or something to ask your followers what they might want to see or, or would like a series of yours to explore more? I I think I've probably done one, but I had this, there was something inside of me that told me not to do it. It was like, I don't want to seem like I'm kind of giving the control away of what mm. I want to do. It's like, I'm going to, I post what I feel like you know the next step is i always want to keep evolving i never really wanted to leave that you know i didn't want it also didn't want it to seem like i'd run out of ideas either <laughs> that's it was just yeah. a thing inside of me that that's was fair. like oh no i don't want it to so like i'm running out of steam or something so um i get that yeah i yeah i just never did it i think i did it once um this was when i was doing the in germany we don't say series like in the beginning, I was that's all I was doing. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I'd kind of run out of ideas for that series. Sure. So I, then I, I put out a poll and I was like, okay, I think I just need to throw this in every now and then, not just rinse it completely. Right. Um, so yeah, now, now I just mix it up with different formats. Yeah. Keep it fresh. I... Um... I feel like also if, if there is a negative comment now or then, uh, what, what really made me laugh once was I did I did a video in this German character mocking something, I don't know, maybe ordering at a bakery or just uh, recycling bottles like Quiet on Sundays, something like that. <laughs> and I, I was really emphasizing the, the uh, you know, whatever the joke was. And, um, you know, like you said, most of the comments are always very positive or like, oh, you know, <laughs> my favorite... Um, uh, perspective from the from the Germans mostly on these comments is um, have you I don't know if you realize this they never think that the character we're making fun of it's never them it's always like my boss is just like that or my dad is just like that yes. my sisters you know it's never like ah that's so me it's always like that's them that's them over there <laughs> you know, but the only negative comment I got once was perfect because I yeah I made fun of some behavior and there was one woman who commented who said um maybe it's like not to be the german here but i don't think this is funny <laughs> <laughs> classic <laughs> it was classic. just so like this is why i do this this is so good <laughs> you, like you are the person but the best thing like usually there would be a lot of comments under this thread they'll be like well maybe this why this why this video has been made <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh when did you like when did you take the gamble and start um doing these different characters with like the, you have the old man you have the the mom 
you have, you have several now that you've been bringing back to, uh, over and over. When did you take the gamble on that and how did you uh, find them? So, yeah, I was, uh, I think it was over a year ago now I started this with the characters and I had this one scenario at the checkout when they opened cashier number two and like, you know, the people start running to the, the checkout and I was like, I need to build up like characters to make this scenario funny i need the old guy who you know he's being grumpy but then he just sprints to the checkout i need i need a woman character some in some form i just knew i needed a woman character um and then yeah the british guy being clumsy and this german guy who's just really cool he's just always like <laughs> he's very cool he's yeah <laughs> very cool I don't know. It just those are the the four that came to my mind, and now I just keep trying to build the storyline and just keep consistent with uh, with the characters. Yeah. And dude, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's self taught, perhaps through through videos. You know, of course, through practice. But your also your editing game has has really, really, really improved. I mean, not just, it was never bad, but you know, it's it's gotten way more professional over over the past year or two. I mean, when I think about that Mario Kart um sketch dude the 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 effort is unbelievable like maybe people don't get for for a 45 whatever second video the editing and the effort and you know whatever after effects you're putting in with the titles and the sound effects i mean how long does something like that take you as compared to your first you know in germany we don't say uh you know Uh, comparing that I mean, the Germany days days of difference. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I mean, the Germany we don't say some of them took literally thirty seconds to make. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'd be very very quick. Uh, but the green, that this Mario Kart one, this is when I was still kind of figuring it all out because I had never edited before. That took me easily a whole day to make. I would say maybe even two, mm-hmm. just to kind of get it how I pictured it in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I never was good at the, like the editing stuff. I just I was so willing to get it how I envisioned it that I just I was just like I need to do this. I just just somehow managed to make it. Yeah. Um when you're doing like your main German character, the one that's your profile picture, the one that everyone, you know, really recognizes you from, does that character have his own specific name and is he inspired by people that you know uh he doesn't not have a specific name right now i have kind of left it open on purpose That's just in case something bigger comes of it mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't say he's inspired by a specific person i mean the outfit 100 percent is the frankfurt vibes like that's spot on dude in the beginning it was just the gray tracksuit it was it wasn't the cap it wasn't the the man bag the bulk tusher, like they kind of, th- these were also added through feedback. I mm. added these elements uh, from feedback from the community. And yeah, I think it's kind of just like a general mm-hmm. stereotype-ish thing. It's not like, a, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, that's my friend. Like, right? yeah, just as general. I just needed to create this kind of, God tier, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. German <laughs> <Yeah>. character, <laughs> like a blanket, very moldable slate. Yeah. 
<laughs> this um this this Johannes guy that I do he, like I always say I, I never say who who he's based around but I if, if if people ask it's always the the accent like the 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 German accented English that he's speaking is is influenced by this one person that I know like okay. really nice cool person just just has a very thick accent so I try to always kind of implement how that person would sound but the behavior and the the attitude towards things like the the perspective the very German lens in which he sees you know whatever he's going to do that day is based off a second very different much older person that I know <laughs> <laughs> and I just love trying to combine them and and, and then you know I, and I think you probably feel this way too the more videos that you do you also more they're they're just these little sort of like starting rocks and the more you do the more you find your own voice yes and find your own like middle ground thing that's a bit more general that everyone can kind of latch yeah. on to 100 percent. like i think i was talking to this with my wife the other day it's like this character it's not even like kind of a representation of like this german stereotype anymore it's just like he's got his own kind of persona now it's yeah. not like yeah um he's got his own lore yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, if this she... was if this was a game character or a fantasy character he'd have like novels of fan fiction i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be a skin on fortnite for sure <laughs> he's gotta be a skin on fortnite how is he not oh my god imagine yeah imagine a frankfurt guy john wick and you know deadpool <laughs> Well, I mean, on, on that topic, what what do you, I mean, it, this is just like, uh, you know, genie in a bottle, biggest wishes you'd hope for, for this, uh, this career choice. Where would you like to see these characters and your, your content creation in, I don't know, five, 10 years? What would be like an ultimate dream for you? 100% TV show. 100%. That's what I'm gunning for right now. It's, nice, uh, I just got it in the back of my mind. Nothing's in the works. It's just, I can just, I can envision it in my head how it would look uh there's just the videos just times 100 you know just mm -hmm. expand the depth the storyline the humor give it emotion as well um yeah that's the that's the end goal for all this yeah do you imagine yourself like eddie murphying it and playing a bunch of different people Hunt, i definitely want to play these four characters at least yeah, I definitely rich. would be open to play to playing like the Deutsche Bahn characters, maybe the, even the cashiers at the supermarket. I'd be open to playing. Um, I've even considered uh, like directing or co-directing it myself as well, because um, I don't know. I just kind of have the vision, mm -hmm. and I don't know if someone else would have that same vision that I have with these characters. So. You strike me as somebody who, and this isn't negative, but you do strike me as someone who maybe has trouble giving, letting go of that control, hundred percent of, of the idea, and that's that's very that's normal in the creative world to have this mindset. Hundred percent. Like I've had people trying to offer like creative ideas, and I just haven't really got that trust, or like I don't know, I've got, I have a gut feeling all the time about mm -hmm. how it should look, and. I don't know, I just go with it. And if someone offers, you know, advice that it doesn't for what for example, I've had advice that the woman should start talking in the videos. And that's just not the character. That's just not the point of this character. She's supposed to not say anything, you know, she has this baby that she drops sometimes, like 
you know, they've tried to change the way my character should be. And this is, it just kind of pushes me back of wanting to trust people a bit more with mm -hmm. my ideas. Um, so, yeah. Do you think that has, uh, is that connected at all, at all you think, with um, worrying that if you make uh, a video choice or a character choice that perhaps isn't as well received as you've done in the past, that it might, uh, that, that any part of the success you've built might go away? Or are you at a place where like you're, you're super comfortable now, you could you could take two or three months off no content? Like, are you feeling safe with that? Or, because in my case, I, I'm, I'm always this way. Like I, I'm so scared of not, not necessarily making a video that isn't as funny. Um, they're not always gonna be winners, but like feeling kind of this weird thing of like, if I don't keep the grind <laughs> that I'll lose followers or something. Oh, 100%. I had this um, for a long time. And the last few months, I found it very helpful where whenever I post, I, j I just don't check how the video does. I don't check the performance. I just move straight on to the next thing. It's like, I don't want to let that performance affect my decision-making for the next thing I wanted to do. Yeah. So I just kind of keep all of that out of sight and just focus on what I feel like, you know, I enjoy what I feel like, you know, other people would enjoy. Just keep continuously involving the content. And now I'm at a point where I could go two or three days. You know, I'm still working on stuff, but if it's not ready, if it's not how I want it to look, I'm okay with not posting for two to three days. As long as I know when I do post, I've given everything I feel like it's as accurate as possible, it's as funny as I think it could be. Mm -hmm. This is at the stage where I'm at now, just because I'm like content with how much effort I put in. And yeah, I'm at, and yeah. I can completely understand that. And I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, when you, when your channels, when TikTok and Instagram respectively crossed a million followers, did you have any, uh, did you have a, a moment of reflection or any kind of celebration to tell yourself like, holy shit, like this is, this is great. Like, look what I've done for myself. Oh, the, when I hit 1 million on TikTok, that was insane. Like, uh, I wouldn't say it was a celebration, but there was definitely a moment between me and my wife. We were just like, wow, this is, this is actually going somewhere. And, um, I mean, Instagram, that was crazy too. That just skyrocketed in like a few like a months like half a year to eight months and um i don't know i try not to get too high and too low about these things so mm -hmm. i tried not to get too overexcited about the instagram one i just yeah i just the the main thought is just to just keep making content you know just don't keep don't stop the momentum just right. keep it rolling because it's it's way harder to get the momentum kick-started again yeah. I found like if I'd go on holiday or if I take a few days off, I find it so much harder getting back into that creative bubble. So yeah. I just, I just try to keep things, keep things moving, try not to get too distracted by anything. Yeah. Dude. I mean, uh, what, a, what a lot of people might not understand who don't work in any sort of creative fields, the, the creative process, letting yourself feel free enough to think of anything that might work and and brainstorming you know this getting from absolutely nothing into a finished content product whether that's whatever medium it might be that you create something in this this it's a muscle 
Yeah. It's a muscle, and just like you as an athlete, it's it's a muscle that you have to train, mm-hmm. and you and it's like a golf swing. You have to get it perfect and practice it and take note and research other people who are doing things that you think are really cool. Oh, I like the editing there, and like, oh, that's such a funny joke. Maybe I can find my own way to say that and practice and stretch it and, and massage it and work it and lift the weights of like that creative process. And it's like you said, if you take a break, Sometimes it's very deserved, and in, in it's it, we should we should take yeah, a little rest for sure. But it is true that it is a little harder to get back into it because you know now the muscle got a little flabby. It's a little harder to lift as fast as you were going, and if you're doing it every day, it's it becomes the memory of like, well, now I'm going to create something. So the machine is already oiled up. Yeah, that's that's a perfect way to describe it with the the athlete. Uh, yeah, comparison. Yeah, I actually am thought about that myself but that's a great way to to put it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um let me uh let's see I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time i'm really grateful that you've um given us so much already um i would just uh ask a couple of a couple of fun things here to wrap things up uh now that you've lived in germany this long are there still one or two things let's say you know culture wise or, or food wise or drink wise that you just don't like that you just can't get into Sauerkraut is the is probably <laughs> top of my list. I'll never be able to eat that stuff. It's it's tough, dude. It's it's a, it's a tough <laughs> digestive <laughs> acid. I just um, don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I rem- yeah, I don't get it. I, yeah, go I, for it. No, no, I it was just cause I don't, I don't, I don't order it if it's there. Yeah, I might have a few bites, but it's definitely. I'm not gonna go home and be like, you know what this needs. <laughs> It's, I mean, drink. I don't know. I'm, I'm quite happy with the drinks over here. I think are we both beer guys? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just it's just so. Do you have a um, particular brand that you're pretty loyal to? Um, there's one that we usually drink with our friends group. It's called Bayreuther to Hell. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I know that one. Oh, it's just it's it's a nice one. Yeah, it's probably yeah, my favorite. Yeah, and in Bavaria, it's it's you know it's really hard to find a bad beer in Bavaria. Yeah, it's, yeah it's that's funny. True. It's like funny now going back home to to New Orleans and like the the United States culture. At least like uh, I don't know, my generation is very much into like very intense IPAs. And I'm just it's just not my thing, man. I just <laughs> want a good Hellas. <laughs> <laughs> but is it true that the beer in the in the states is is bad? Like, cause there's quite this thing, right? That yeah, I mean, it, the beer you, in, yeah, you can you can find good beers. You can find like um like usually regional or like local state beers are more like handcrafted. Like in New Orleans, there's a beer that whenever Germans come to visit me there, it's the only one we just buy cases and cases of. Oh wow! And it's it's made in Abita Springs, Louisiana. It's called Abita Amber. It's like an amber, like a hell. It's like a hell is nice. And it's um it's delicious. And I I always just buy cases and cases of it. it's so good and in texas too you can get lots of like austin has great you know loggers and things like that um but on a general like go to the gas station what are the beers it's horrible coors light natural light budweiser yeah it's just it's it's great for like beer pong you know it's just a little sure. trash to knock back but uh <laughs> no nothing to write home about nothing to be like guys you have to come try this <laughs> Um, and, and on the adverse of that, to wrap it up, are there any things um, that you, when you go back home to the UK, that are, there's some things, maybe if you're home for a month or two months that you kind of miss 
from the German? Let's say it can also be cuisine. It can be any, it can be something else. You know, I was this one thing. I don't know if it's something I miss, but whenever I go back, I always wait at the the traffic lights now, like when crossing <laughs> yeah. the street. <laughs> yes, dude. And everyone's like, "What are you doing? Just cross the bloody road!" <laughs> <laughs> Come on, loser. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, dude. Yeah. And uh, for me, especially going back to the States, it's the uh, noticing how much plastic gets uh, wasted, uh-huh. like going to, a, you know, I'll go with my mom to, a, a, you know, she lives, she lives in Tennessee, we'll go visit, uh, and oh, now she lives in Georgia, whatever, but we'll go to, like to Walmart and like, oh, let's go to Walmart, get some groceries for the visit. And you just notice, like, you know, in Germany, we're so used to now taking our own tote bags, yep. which if you do that there where she's from, they'll think you're such a dick. You know, <laughs> like what a pretentious go back to San Francisco or whatever, you know, which is so crazy. And then Walmart, you, they, they'll they give you like a, a jug of milk and it's I mean, it's in the plastic container, but then they do a double plastic bag so that it doesn't break. Wow. So and they do it every single thing and you leave, you know, and you kind of have to just say to yourself, this is just how it is. Don't just dwell on how bad it is because you'll, you'll just be negative the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like maybe the first day I think about it and then I just kind of say, you have to just drop it and have fun with your mom, you know? <laughs> um, but it's it's shocking. I always, that first day back, whenever I visit, I always think, oh my God, the plastic, it's unbelievable, you know? But there's not there's not a, like a fun system in the US, right? I mean, not like here, not like in Germany no, for no. sure. Okay. Maybe. Because the UK the doesn't is, have one. They make it so much more difficult. They don't yeah. have it in the UK either. No, no, this is something... Always, when I go back, I'll, I'll gather like five to ten plastic bottles, and it's like I have to just throw them away. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, think recycle it, them in the recycle bin, obviously. Oh well, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest move. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like I always collect them, but I forget that I can't take them back. Yeah, it's just this habit, right? Like I have. Um, I mean, you probably have it too. We're just getting so used to having all the separated. Like a, here's the here's the wooden crate I have for all the glass bottles, and I have my empty you know beer cases with every single hole filled with every bottle that I drank sitting in the yeah. basement in the stack, and take it to the drink market. And here's my you know my IKEA tote bag of plastic fond bags. <laughs> I have to take it to the Etika. Um, and last, yeah. do, you, do you have a, a, a favorite? Because uh, there's always a, de- a debate I find between uh, people living in different parts of Germany. Do you have a favorite German supermarket that you? prefer over any others i mean i live right next to a coldland so it's very convenient i i go there pretty much every morning (laughs) dude the the convenience helps a lot with yeah (laughs) loving it for sure (laughs) i just i feel like coldland's kind of like i don't know it's just got a bit of everything like it's not too uh expensive Mm -hmm. uh yeah, I don't know. Rivae's probably more expensive, and Edeka as well. I would, I would say. So yeah, Coldland, yeah, it's probably my go-to. Cool, man. Um, well, Liam, here we can uh, we can say goodbye and 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 kill the recording, and then I'll just um uh talk talk to you for a second about the recording. Oh yeah. But man, uh, just thank you so much for for being on the show. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're super busy, and I I really I love what you do, and it means a lot that you took the time. So I really appreciate it. All good. I appreciate you for having me on the podcast, man. Appreciate it. It was nice to nice to get to know you a bit more. Oh, to man. chat. Pleasure's mine, buddy. Saints are coming through. 
Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5. Thank you.